This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Sarah. This is Jenna. We're from Name Three Songs, and today we're getting candid with Senses. They are a pop rock trio based in Los Angeles who originally met on Craigslist. They released their first EP this year, and it sees the band bringing influences from Evanescence and No Doubt into their rock sound. And they also toured with Leah Kate and Boys Like Girls. So we're getting candid with Senses about how the band stuck together through the pandemic after releasing their first songs in 2020, how they escaped the idea of competition among female-fronted bands, and why social media has given power back to fans to be the tastemakers of their generation. So with all that being said, let's go chat with Senses. Hello, today we have Senses here with us. Thank you guys for joining. Can you please say your names, what you do in the band so we can hear your beautiful voices? Hello, hello. Thank you for having us. My name is Madison and I sing. I'm Nick and I play drums. Thank you guys for taking the time. So kind of getting into things, you guys had a really big 2023. A lot of exciting things happened for you. But very recently, you just did some tour dates with Boys Like Girls. What was it like for you guys being out with a legacy act like that? So cool. It was so cool. Yeah. And they were also like the biggest stages Mm -hmm. we've ever played yet. So the combination of those two things was amazing and getting to stand in the crowd after our set during their set and just like hear the songs I grew up listening to was like the coolest feeling ever and then like telling myself like we were just on that stage like we shared that stage with them it was so cool and just being like we get to watch this every night for yeah for free yeah <laughs> their set was awesome okay I get, to, I get to catch their set for free every night like, okay <laughs> That's so great. And I'm sure like for you guys, like having a very kind of similar like genre of music and similar background, I'm sure it was very fun to like play for those types of audiences too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was, especially because all the bands that went after us too, like it was all just kind of the same vibe like that. So to get the whole crowd that was there, like there was definitely people in the audience to see each band. So it was so cool to like have all of those kind of like mix of, of fans. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. You guys did some fun tours this year. Like you were also out with Leah Kate. So because you had spent so much time on the road, what was it like for you guys translating your music to the live setting? Honestly, it just it was natural. Like it just felt so fun to be getting to play Mm -hmm. them live. It's a weird thing because you hear them and, you know, we do all the TikToks. And so you you hear the recorded version so much. But I get so excited to be like, yes, we're, we're showing these people what we can do live. For us, a big thing about our live set is just energy. Like we're so high energy. I'm running around all over the place, like Nick's flailing, you know, like we, we just love to put on that show. So just to like encapsulate the feeling of the song live is really cool. Yeah. I just think the songs are just beefier live. Yeah. They're just way yeah, more powerful. Yeah. More yeah. They're just yeah, bigger definitely. sounding. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, like, I wish we could keep the live version as the recorded version. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, we'll be able to, like, record a really nice live version and maybe put it out. That'd be cool. No, that's that awesome. Cool. And I mean, like, the type of music you guys play definitely, I feel like, is suited to the live show so much. And so for you guys, like, with 2020 and the pandemic and everything that happened, I know so many people were just like, oh, my God, are we going to ever have live music again? They must feel, like, so much more special now to be able to play these live shows than, like, ever before. Oh, my gosh, totally. And I mean, our first song came out 
right as the pandemic was starting. So we for a long so we were putting out these songs and we didn't even get to play them live yeah. at all. Yeah. So definitely when we started to get to like play live again, it was like, finally. Like, it was very a full circle moment where we were releasing these songs and everyone, you know, we were wondering the same thing. Like, are, like what's live music going to be like? Is this thing ever going to end? And so once we got to start finally touring those songs as well, it was almost like the whole yeah. set was brand new, you know, because we hadn't played them live yet. So it was even that much more exciting. Yeah. You guys basically started the band and were like building up in like end of 2018, 2019. And then obviously like COVID abruptly stopped the whole entire world. So like how, as like a band that's just starting, did you guys handle that setback and like when it should have been like the most exciting time to be being a band? Oh, there was a lot of anxiety involved for sure. I think it was, it was just kind of like running around being like, you know, what do we do? What are we doing? How do we get our music out there? Live show is like kind of what we're so excited about, Mm. like sharing our music with people. And so there's definitely a lot of like, not really doubt, I would say, but just a lot of anxiety behind it. And there, you know, I think in 2022, we were kind of like, all right, what are we doing? Like we need to either refocus or you know, understand that, you know, we got dealt this hand and that's when we got our manager and like a lot of our team and things just really started to form together nicely. And we were like, Oh, like we're glad we stuck it out. And we just kind of like bulldozed through and as best we could. And I think we're super, super grateful we did that because like, like you said, it's been like a really exciting year this year for us. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah. I think, you know, can be so discouraging when you're like, I don't know (laughs) what I'm doing. The world doesn't know what they're doing. Like nobody knows if music is happening. Like, are we doing music? Like, You really feel like you lost those years. It's like, oh man, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, congrats on pulling through. And also this year you released your first EP. So what does that project represent for you? A lot of it has to do with just coming out of of the pandemic. You know, the whole the whole idea behind the EP is just deals with a lot mm-hmm. of escapism. So every story in the songs, you know, deals with that kind of feeling in in a certain way. That's why, you know, Take Me Out of Here is a lyric from Sleepwalking, which is the first single off of that. And we just thought it really enveloped the whole vibe of like, just take me out of whatever situation yeah. you're in when you're listening to that song, right? So like providing a place to escape to as a band and as like, you know, where you can go to listen to our music to escape, but also like resonating with the feeling of in, in those songs wanting to escape as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think also like the main thing about that collection of songs is each one is completely different than the other, just like in terms mm-hmm. of substance. But it, it's like a- acknowledging that it's okay to feel that way it's okay to be super pissed off it's okay Mm -hmm. to be like you know whatever it is that each one kind of says it's like acknowledging that it's okay to not be okay Mm -hmm. which sounds like cliche I guess but they all are actually very different (laughs) from each other yeah but yet have that kind of same commonality at the same time yeah definitely no I I know what you mean and I feel like that's kind of like the beating heart to like pop rock like pop punk kind of music of kind of the like everything's like slightly different but like the underlying factor is like it's okay if you're not okay because we're like all kind of a little messed up (laughs) yeah yeah totally (laughs) yeah exactly and so jenna and i both grew up like in the warped horse scene and we're really into like pop punk music and like your guys music is very reminiscent of like mid-2000s like pop punk era and the thing that i kind of love about you guys is that like you your music is more referred to as like pop rock in a lot of the interviews you've done and you guys in your marketing refer to you guys as yourselves as like music for people who are punk curious and emo friendly which i love (laughs) and my thing is it's like do you feel like you have to distance yourselves from pop punk because the genre has so 
like has ever really been welcoming for anybody who's not just like a cishet white man because i feel like that i feel like that kind (laughs) of has been happening with pop punk where like people are afraid of the genre a little bit because of all the skeletons that have been falling out of the closet yeah that's that's really funny we also like make a joke and we say we're emo (laughs) passing like we just we just try to make a joke out of it because like i feel like now especially with like you know everyone kind of like taylor swift and even paramore like their genre like from where they started to where they are now yeah everything's different like they're like especially Taylor Swift I think she was kind of like the trailblazer of being going from country to full yeah. on like pop like she said like she wanted to be mm-hmm. all the genres like so I feel like now just being like I'm a punk band or I'm a pop punk or pop rock it's like we're just making fun of yeah. it because just like you know what we love that music and we love pop music and we yeah. love and all of it I don't think we make a conscious effort to like stay yeah. away from anything but it it kind of happens naturally because when we're writing the songs and when we're in the sessions with the producers like we always are striving to kind of push the envelope forward, you know, and do something that's different, yeah. you know, in terms of like a more futuristic sound. And so I think that always kind of like naturally distances us. But yeah, it's d- definitely like a funny, <laughs> a funny thought. Yeah, <laughs> it is interesting because I feel like if you know if you were there and if you weren't there, you like don't really know what was going on in that era. <laughs> but it's funny like you yeah. just mentioned because it's almost like I feel like pop punk might be like pigeonholing people a little bit too much. And I feel like that's kind of what you're getting at of like not wanting to be confined by like a certain label or a yeah. certain genre. And I know you guys have, you know, in your TikToks and whatnot, you're like, oh, for fans of like Halsey or for fans of like, you know, these bands. And I was talking to say about this it's kind of funny because like I feel like there's a sector of Halsey fans who very much grew up like on pop punk music going to warp Tour and there's a sector who have yeah. no idea what <laughs> any of those experiences were like yeah I mean yeah Perry used to oh yeah Warped Tour. <laughs> like did you see yeah, her on warp Tour and I uh, I did oh, I, I didn't I did that was that my first been, warp yeah, Tour but, I saw Katy honestly, Perry like, at even... my first warp Tour <laughs> No way. Yeah. That should be a t-shirt now. Yeah. That, should, that should be a t-shirt now. That would be, I would, that would be a yeah, sick t-shirt. But I mean, like, if you look at the tours that we've been on, like, both the headliner, like, Car- for Carly Hansen and for Leah Kate, like, they're a little more pop forward. Mm-hmm. And so we're coming on there as, like, more of kind of, a like, in terms of the, the tour package, like, the more rock band of the tour package. Mm. But yet, every single night, there's people in those audiences that still relate so heavy to, like, rock music or punk music yeah. you know and so yeah. i think some people look at it so linearly sometimes i don't think that's the right <laughs> word that i'm thinking of but i think people think like oh when you're a band and you're thinking of like what's my genre you can kind of like pigeonhole yourself but when you think of the listener mm-hmm. and like a fan of music yeah. they're not just listening to one genre yeah. like very rarely i would say so like that you can always find the similarities and now that genres are like it's hard to put one genre on anything mm-hmm. i think it all kind of like blurs those lines and like you know there's more room for everyone yeah which is cool yeah Yeah. make what you like yeah yeah make make the music that you like to make yeah yeah no it it feels a lot like people are kind of starting to invent their own genres so in in the idea of like oh everything kind of like sits in a bubble because i always used to be like oh i don't understand genre at all so it would just be like i just listen to warp tour music which could mean literally anything right the other day we were talking about scene queen and scene queen she calls bim- oh, bimbo b- core. bimbo core. and we're like that's so like, sick genius, like, genius. yeah i think that's so cool <laughs> bimbo core. well that's why we try to do things like say like we're emo friendly punk curious yeah. because like we want to put it out there that like you can definitely hear those tones but at the same time like yeah. we hope it also 
doesn't pigeonhole us and it still reminds you of something that's like fresh and new and exciting to listen to yeah no absolutely and i mean also speaking of new music you guys just had a single that came out called playing dead and you're working on new music right now what was the story you wanted to tell with playing dead I mean, I think I think we had it. We both had it differently. Because <laughs> like I heard, I heard like the other the other day or week, like you said what it was about, and I was like, oh, that's what it's about. <laughs> I, I had it differently. Um, what did you have? Now I'm so curious. Well, I just kind of to me it was about just kind of like living in a city like Los Angeles, or just like living in a mm-hmm. a major city, trying to like you know chase your dreams and be an artist, be a creative, and just oh, so that point of just where you're just like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. Like, is yeah. this all pretend? Like, is this like... Yeah, I like, think what we try to do or what I always have in my head is like, of course, you're inspired by something and you're writing about something very specific. But I personally love not describing specifically what the songs are yeah. about because I love when people interpret them their own yeah. way. And and I love hearing it and being like, wow, that's actually not at yep. all what I was thinking in the moment yeah. when I was when we were like writing it. But and because we all we both were writing it right so like yeah. he's contributing words based on what he's thinking in his head and i'm contributing words based on like what yeah. i'm thinking in my head and so yet it still comes together to make this perfectly cohesive yeah song that's which so is cool the coolest thing. yeah yeah and that's what did have you ever had like a fan come up to you like talking specifically about a song and you're like that i hadn't i never thought of that but that's so cool yeah. 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 Specifically, we had this song called The Come Down, and I had very much so written it about myself. Like, it was very much like looking in the mirror, like craving kind of, you know, the come down, right? And so there would pe- people would come up to me and say that it fits so well, and they resonated with like a past relationship or a breakup mm. or something. And it had nothing to do with another person from my perspective. Yeah. But if you connect, it's like to me, writing music is literally all about just like how you connect with it. Yeah. And so it doesn't really matter what they wrote it about because. Let's be honest, some songs like don't even make any sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like yeah. if you connect to it musically and the words make sense to you and how you are interpreting it, then great success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I love that so much because we've been talking to a lot of artists recently who are like very specific about what their lyricism is about. And then fans will come and talk to them about it and be like, oh, yeah, like I related to this deeply and tell them like a deep, a deep personal story. And they're like, I don't yeah. know what song you are listening to. I'm like, yeah. happy for you, though. <laughs> Yeah, love this journey for you. It's just like it's so funny, but it also is like so incredible because I think that's like the beautiful thing about music is that it brings so many people from so many backgrounds together under like one shared feeling that might actually not even be a shared feeling because everybody is like going through different things and but like can relate to like similar emotions because that's really what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 Gives you a new perspective. I mean, very literally, literally, it could be, you know, teaching your dog how to the play dead command. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, That's the literal. <laughs> so you guys have also cited influences like Evanescence and No Doubt, which are like two bands that have really powerful female singers. And I feel like so many people, when they think of like rock music or alternative music, they're just like, oh, it's it's all men, always men, you know? And like for many years, it felt like there was only space for like one, like, female fronted which like feels like a dirty word to even say but like female fronted band like the most annoying fake genre of music ever to shine and like there was always kind of like that like especially in the Warped Tour scene like the Haley Williams kind of like shadow to look out for but do you feel like we've kind of moved on from that narrative like since the like Evanescence no doubt like Paramore being pop punk kind of days 
I mean, I think yes and no. I mean, in, uh, you know, this giant community that is LA, I mean, we know of a ton of bands that are female fronted, which is really, really cool. But you also, but also at the same time, why I would say no is that a lot of the shows we play, I, the only person I get is Haley Williams or Paramore, you know, because like she was, you know, of course there's like Hailstorm and Evanescence and those like Flyleaf and those bands as well. But like, someone who really broke out and like had like you said like the one female fronted person so I think people still get kind of stuck in that mindset of like oh my god it like reminds me of Haley Williams and which is you know no diss like it's an incredible (laughs) compliment and like my head blows up every time I hear it. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, don't let her hear it. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, do, like, do you think, like, is it being compared to that because, like, you don't have another right. thing to compare to? You know what I right. mean? So well, yeah. I think those walls are definitely yeah. being broken down, but there's definitely, definitely a lot of that still for sure. Yeah. Being in the music industry, have you felt like you faced any kind of form of competition or anything where people, music industry, the, the gatekeepers are trying to pit you against, like, another band or like oh well we already have like a female singer on this bill so like we don't need another one no i don't think i haven't experienced not, that not yet okay. not yet. <laughs> good well hopefully you won't ever <laughs> no, no, yeah i think i mean we've obviously you know two of the, the full tours we've gone on are are you know female headliners yeah. which, mm-hmm. is, which is really cool but and then as well the openers for most of that was or the direct support for most of that was also female yeah, that's and so awesome. there's, to me there's definitely I think I feel so strongly against that line of thinking yeah. Yeah. that I just don't maybe I don't pick up on it if it is happening because I'm just so like oh like girl you're doing great like you know I just try to like be as positive and like supportive and like there should be a camaraderie, yeah. you know? So it's like, like, we're all just, it, it shouldn't matter. Like, oh, that's another female singer <laughs> and I hate them now. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> no, it definitely feels like we've moved so far away from that rhetoric of like, it's not necessary. Like, we don't need it. Like, we can all support <laughs> right. each other and that's fine. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that. And it's just like, why not build a community of like-minded people? Yeah, like, here you are a female singer and there's, you're, you know, doing these cool things like touring with other female singers. Like, work together, collaborate, like, like support each other, like build your community of people because that can only like, you know, I guess it's the whole like give to get kind of thing, you know, like build everyone up and you know, you'll get Mm -hmm. that in return. Yeah. 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 I I feel like the canon event of like internalized misogyny pitting girls against each other is like starting to dissipate a little bit, which is like been really cool to watch. It feels like a lot more of these younger artists and stuff have been kind of just more like girls support girls and guys can support girls too which is so nice because I feel like again we talk a lot on the podcast about how like even like me personally like I was just like Paramore's not for me because like there shouldn't be other girls here which makes no sense and it's like like, I'm over that now but like as like as like a 14 year old I was like why does she get to do this and I feel like you don't see that as much as we once did yeah yeah, I think so too. And I mean, I think just keep keep her going, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Keep her going. Keep her moving. Literally, literally keep her going. Literally, keep her going. Keep her going. <laughs> so a minute ago, we were kind of talking about how you guys come together and you're writing music. I saw an interview where you all were listing like wildly different kind of musical influences. And you guys each have been playing instruments for like a very long time since you were growing up as teenagers. And now like finding each other coming together as a band. What was the process of like combining your music taste and kind of evolving into the sounds that you have now? I think it naturally evolved because at first, you know, when we were forming the band, 
you know, we were just using songs that I had written and were playing to like get to know each yeah. other and jam and yeah. like, see if we vibe. And I think because of that, you know, you'd add your your own personal twist to it, which made it more. I was always very like, OK, this is a band like everyone has to add their flavor, yeah. like add their tone, like switch it up to how you want. And I think because we started there and kind of evolved naturally, it just, you know, the vibe the vibe was vibing (laughs) (laughs) for lack of a, for lack of a better term, I guess. I agree. Cause when you go in and you write, right? Like you don't sit there and say, okay, what are your influences today? Like you kind of just go in and you're like, what are we feeling? Like it all starts with the feeling, right? So like once you do that, I think you put your twist on it based on your influences (laughs) naturally. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. And so that's what you regurgitate yeah right? yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of cool to hear like the glimpses here and there of like oh i can really hear like the influence from like this band or whatever it is like as yeah. you as you listen yeah. through for sure yeah and we get excited mm. sometimes when we do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're like them <laughs> so switching up a question a little bit here i want to talk about the idea of fame and especially in the rock world you know there's like the heyday of rock and roll the 70s and the 80s but fame looks very different then than it does now and a lot of that is because the internet and social media (laughs) and you know back in the heyday the most that we saw of rock stars was a lot of backstage photos like magazine interviews maybe there'd be like tv appearances but it was like very specific and like exclusive like ways that we had access to them and now Mm -hmm. of course with social media this has changed the way that celebrities have access to their fans but also the way that fans have access to musicians and the people that they look up to so i'm curious to hear your thoughts on do you think this idea of the rock star can exist in the same way now as it once did that's a really good question i i feel like i feel like back back then <laughs> i feel like there was a lot like you were saying there's a lot of mystery yeah like now you can peek behind the curtain and you know see your favorite artist almost every day on their instagram story or tiktok so i i don't know because like i want to say no but there's obviously massive stars, like right. absolutely massive artists like Taylor Swift, uh, Beyonce. Yeah. It's hard to say because for us, like in the stage that we're at, everything revolves around social yeah. media, yeah. right? So like we're like just everything's driving yeah. of like do social media, do TikTok, do all this. And so, uh, you know, I like the the mysterious aspect of it. And, you know, like uh, for instance, like when Paramore came on the scene or when Evanescence came on the scene, there's no Instagram, right? Like uh, what you saw of them was like when you go to a concert, right? Or like see them in an interview or something. Like you don't have that access. But I think if the rock star life kind of like in the limelight was what it was back then, I don't think I could keep up. (laughs) Also that. I'm tired. I'm in bed by 8 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's like it works for them to be mysterious because they were cooler. (laughs) I also think – like back then, you know, discovering artists back then was a lot different than discovering artists now. I feel like back then it was either if I heard you on the radio, you were automatically cool. Yeah. yeah. You were someone. Like it wasn't like, oh, I found this band on TikTok that has no following. Like literally it shows you how many fans they have on their Instagram. Yeah. Like, so I feel like back then was a lot. You were told what's cool. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. you get to go find what's cool to you. Yeah. And if you know, you, yeah. I mean, you see what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like there's the radio, and that's where everyone listened to music. And if you were on the radio, yeah. you yeah. were 
you were on the radio. Yeah. yeah. But now it's, it's not as... And you, like, don't even know what they look like, maybe, even. No. You're just like, oh, that's a cool song. Like, you this know... This song is on the radio, so yeah. they are cool, and I am going to think they're cool now because yeah. I'm being told they're cool. Yes. And you but, used to be able to pick your, you know, your favorite bands or whatever, start to like music based on the music, and now you're kind of ingesting, like, the whole band, the whole brand. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, yeah. you, you hear something, and you're like, oh, what's the first thing you want to do? Let me look them up on Instagram. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to see them. So it's... It's cool because you're using more of your senses. <laughs> There's the plug. There it is. We've been waiting this entire interview to say it. No, it is. It's a lot more hands-on. Like you, yeah. you, you know what everyone looks like, and like you're seeing them, and like what what style do they wear, and like you know what what do their videos yeah. look like. So yeah. it's cool because it's more to take in. No, I honest, I honestly love both of the points that you guys have brought up because I think the thing of thinking about discovering on radio is really interesting because it's like when you think about gatekeepers of the music industry it was so much more prevalent back then because there yeah. were less ways to access like bands and as a band there was less way to access fans and so it's like radio DJs or like magazine music critics or interviewers those were the tastemakers and now because it's yeah. so easy to have a platform as a band it's given like a lot more power also to like fans to decide what they like and what they want to support yeah exactly so true and like with like SoundCloud and you know, yeah. YouTube and just all these different channels that you can put music on. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just different. Yeah. I mean, there's access to like different types of fans where it's like, oh, we want like this type of listener. So we're going to po like post on SoundCloud and like use Bandcamp or like, oh, we want like this type of follower. Right. We'll use TikTok yeah. or like YouTube or what have you. And like, I think it's really interesting the ways that we kind of are, can like utilize the internet as if it is like a small music venue that people show up to. <laughs> To like yeah. try and discover new music, <laughs> like exactly, like yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I don't I don't know if the the rock star like image is. I don't think it'll ever be as the same yeah. as yeah. it did. Yeah. Like Prince is an icon. Oh yeah, but like Prince wasn't posting on you know Instagram right. story <laughs> or TikTok. Imagine like, like nothing bad of it, but you know what I mean. Like imagine. Yeah. It is funny also to think because like before you were mentioning like Taylor Swift and Beyonce and artists like that who like still feel so young and like weird to even like talk about in that way but it's like social media is so much younger than like we realize it really is because like even when we had kind of like live journal or myspace or like the beginnings of youtube or whatever the access on those that you had to the artist was still so much more specific than instagram stories or anything like that where now fans are expecting like oh no like if you're not if you're not famous like if you're not like harry styles like like we want right. yeah. to know what you're doing all yeah. the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think YouTube really had a true. lot to do with that because people just started posting their lives, right? Like yeah. I had a friend who like would religiously watch like just a story of a family's life. Yeah. And it was just a day in the life. And I think because of that, yeah. people really like to see what people do in their lives. You know, yeah. like we're so like solitary mm -hmm. that like, once that window is opened, it's like, okay, more, 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 more. Yeah. Yeah. No, and also definitely. like speaking of like image and like what we see of people like Madison a minute ago, you're mentioning like the first thing you want to do is like look up somebody on Instagram and see what they look like. And so for you guys, you know, so sometimes we talk about this idea of artists like having a persona or and not even like not even just like a persona on Instagram, but I, I feel like there's even an aspect of it to like a persona on stage that you're kind of stepping into. So is this something that you guys have thought about? I've thought about it ever since Sasha Fierce, <laughs> um, because I was like, that sounds awesome. 
who am who is mine yeah. <laughs> um yeah who is you know, I honestly, though, I haven't, like, I think when I go out on stage, I am enveloping, like, the work itself. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it's, like, the work yeah. and the, the songs are the persona. Yeah. But they came from us, right? So it's still me. Like, I, I almost have a harder time, like, separating it to feel like not me. Yeah. It's, it almost just feels like more of, like, an exaggerated version yeah. of myself. Yeah. But not necessarily, like, a separate, a separate thing, yeah. you know? No, yeah. I, I honestly love that idea of like wanting to embody the song because it's like your yeah. art, right? Like you made this thing. Like I feel like you would want to do it proud, do yourself proud of like, yeah, what yeah. is the biggest this can be? And I feel like that's what happens in the live setting. Yes, exactly. It's like an escape route, right? Like we're here yeah. to like just feel. <laughs> so why not? Yeah. Why not feel? Yeah, definitely. Because I, I think like a lot of the time, like when we talk on the podcast about like these like artist persona ideas, it's a lot of like when an artist is like so much bigger and they it's kind of seems like a way for them to like rest from whoever they have to be on stage. Like we like yeah. I, I, I joke a lot about how like the more I find out about Harry Styles, the more I'm like, oh, those are two different people. Like this man that's like up on stage and who's like silly goofy. And then like this man who like yeah. cold water swims and like does juice cleanses. I'm like those yeah. I'm like, I cannot, I cannot connect. They're not the same. They're, They're not the same. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, it makes sense because these artists that are so huge that like have to find something like you said to like bring them to that point. Like when we were doing the show, the, the shows with boys like girls on these bigger stages, mm-hmm. it, I said it a bunch of times. Like y- you almost feel disconnected in a way because we're used to playing these smaller venues where everyone's right there, yeah. And yeah. grabbing their phones, and you're you know bringing them into the show. And so it was almost in the opposite sense, like harder to kind of connect. And so. Maybe a lot of that is like using that persona to really feel like you're just you're putting on this show. You're at this level of energy that you're connecting with everybody, even though you're so far removed Mm -hmm. physically from like everyone in the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of an interesting thought. Yeah. Like having to project even more. Yeah. Project your your energy more. Yeah. 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 And then there's all the repercussions of that being exhausting and and having a tour (laughs) life and the, you know, the highs and lows of touring. And then we get into that conversation. But just kind of starting to wrap things up a little bit. We talked about, you know, how much of an amazing year you've had this year. What can we expect from you in 2024? Ooh, definitely new music. I think we're really trying to stay on a a good schedule of releasing music and just getting getting more for you know everyone likes to consume (laughs) so often so we're trying to we're trying to give the people what they want (laughs) and you know maybe a tour or two or three or four or five or seven seven would be sick yeah we're really we're really hoping for seven really tours. For seven seven tours. tours, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Us too. Like, no sleep. You're like club, another club. Another club. <laughs> Honestly, this year has been so great and I would just love to either, you know, hit that level or or, or beat it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Keep mm-hmm. just staying as busy as we possibly can and yeah, completely. Know. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we do have like a fun wrap up question that we like to like, ask everybody, which is I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Always, you got to do it. You got to have your thing. And so <sighs> the ethos of Name Three Songs is that we love to empower fangirls. We think it's important to celebrate the things that we love unapologetically. So, mm-hmm. what are you guys fangirls of? Definitely fangirl of Harry Potter for sure. <laughs> Yeah, we watch it every single year during holiday time. I love Harry Potter. Love Harry Potter. In fact, I saw a video of like the hardest, like the hardest trivia questions of Harry Potter, and this guy was answering them, and I'm like, I need to know more. I don't know enough. <laughs> How does he know all these? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what are we fangirls of? 
Uh, yeah, collectively or separately? Separately. Separately? <laughs> yeah. Separately. He's like, no, we share brain. one brain. <laughs> <laughs> but we share one brain. Okay, Harry Potter, my cabin. I'm a big fangirl of outside, just being outside. Huge outside person, water bug. Awesome. Anything that's like climbing or hiking or, you know, snowboarding or wakeboarding yeah. or stuff like that. Like I love physical activity. Big fangirl of, of physical activity. <laughs> big fangirl of my dog Mojo. Nice. Big, big fangirl. I'm talking like psychotic level of obsession <laughs> for my dog. Big, big fangirl of animals. <laughs> I love that. I'm a fangirl of... <laughs> <laughs> You are a fangirl of Evanescence, though. I, am I feel a, like it I has am, to be said. I am a fangirl of Evanescence. Psychotic <laughs> fangirl of Evanescence. I really, I really am. They're the best band in the world. I'm a fangirl of smoothies. I love a smoothie. <laughs> That's very LA of you. I, will make, I, I, I love a smoothie. <laughs> I, will, I make smoothies at home. And I'm a fangirl of... I'm a fangirl of friends supporting friends. Love. I love that. I love that. Friends. I'm also Let's a fangirl of that. Yeah. <laughs> friends supporting friends. We're all doing our best. Can we know your, like, can we know a fangirl memory of you and Evanescence? Yes. <laughs> yes. Why, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> let me real close to the camera. Let me Story think. Time. Story time. Should Gather be, around, children. Should it be, like, live oh actually yeah long long time ago i saw evanescence live well they were my first concert oh wow and, i love that yeah they were my first concert and i had to like beg my uh parents to let me go because i was like 12 11 or 12 <laughs> and it was back when they were like super goth okay um, amazing and i had to beg my parents to let me go because my, i grew up in a very religious household um <clears throat> so they weren't fans of the gothic you know <laughs> yeah the all, all black. I remember begging them to let me go, and uh, they did let me go. And while I was there, I got front row. I wow. was like in awe. And then afterwards, I stayed. I, I went with my friend. I, like, what grade are you in in eleventh? Like when you're eleven? Like uh, like, like fifth, fifth or sixth? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> and I remember I went with like my friend and uh, her dad, and then. We like begged him to let us stay afterwards, and we stayed afterwards to meet them. Blah blah. I didn't get to meet Amy Lee, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but I did meet everyone. Okay. Else. I met everyone else in the band, and their drummer. Like, I was just like having them sign whatever, and I told him to sign my forehead. And he literally drew like a skull, like a full that's situation cool. on my. Really cool. Did your parents so freak cool. out though? <laughs> I literally went home with my parents. I literally went home. My parents were like. What happened to you? Like, <laughs> Is that a tattoo? My, my boy, like, like my boy. Yeah, my my boy, my, boy. my son. Um, and I remember, like, I wanted to go to school the next day with this skull sharpie yeah. on my forehead. And my mom was like, "You have to get that off your head." Like, yeah. like no, mom, yeah. it's cool. Everyone at like, school has cool. to know I'm cool. Exactly. I'm never washing my head again. Like, yeah, but that was, yeah, that's probably like my first moment. That's awesome. Thank you. I, I love, love it so much. <laughs> that was a gift for us personally. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today on the Name Three Songs radio show. This has been so fun and we're looking forward to seeing what you do in the coming year. Thank Thanks you so us. much for having us. 
I do think it was quite interesting getting to talk to them about, you know, their perspective on how social media has changed the way that fans have influence and power. Because I think we've talked about that conversation in a lot of different ways. And yet I feel like they brought up a whole new perspective that I hadn't considered, which is that pre-social media, there were so many more gatekeepers of the music industry of like radio play being the main way that people discovered music and journalists, but mostly radio. And I mean, if you go back in music history, you have like payola, which was like radio DJs getting paid on the side to play certain songs. And it was really corrupt. And like we've, we've talked about how the music industry like has these factions of the music industry that have been corrupt throughout the decades it's interesting to see that really social media has changed that and has given more power back to the fans of them being able to like support what they actually want to support and not just being hand-fed to them yeah i guess like i never really thought about music history in that way about all this because when i look back on things it's always looking back at photos and you see these bands playing in small venues and stuff and you're like oh people were discovering them on the ground running whatever you know but like that's not the case for everybody because it's like if you didn't live in LA or New York the only way you're finding out about music is on the radio or by picking up a music magazine whereas now you can live anywhere in the world and find out about music from anywhere else in the world and you have so much more opportunity to discover new things and yeah I just like never really thought about it that deeply until we were talking about it and I was like this is such an interesting take on social media because I feel like everybody's always like social media is evil and ruining everything and I'm like wait is it? Yeah that and also I really loved talking to them about <laughs> the pop punk era and bringing in influences from like Evanescence and No Doubt and Avril Lavigne and yeah. just you know them kind of growing up also experiencing what the quote-unquote warp tour bubble was and you know being able to celebrate that music without having to relive all of the icky past of it yeah no 100 percent. i i love that too because it's like they have so many similar yet different influences like as people and then like bringing them all together and kind of being like yeah we know that our music sounds pop punk but like pigeonholing ourselves like that isn't always the best idea and it's like oh i never even thought thought again it's like to me i'm like all of this music belongs in a warp tour bubble but warp tour hasn't existed for like five years now so like that's not something you can really say anymore true valid the youths don't know what we're talking about <laughs> so thanks for getting candid with us in senses this has been sarah and jenna from name three songs to get your pop culture fix you can listen to new episodes of name three songs podcast every wednesday on all podcast platforms with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.